Matthews Ty. Hello, podcast folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today, we are so blessed to be in the presence of dear friend and former co-host of the show, Amanda. This is the best title I've ever had. Dear friend and former co-host of the show. I should be offended, by, but I'm not. (laughs) There was a coup. It's fine. (laughs) Today, we're talking about Minute 86 of High School Musical 2. Minute 86 starts out with Gabriella singing In the World Someday, finishing her line from the last minute, <laughs> and ends with Troy saying, oh man, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been a while since we've had like a split minute. Mm-hmm. Split minute is also a, a podcast that talks about the M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy film split one minute at a time. <laughs> Check out other Movies by Minute podcasts at (laughs) moviesbyminute.com. Not sponsored, obviously. Um, So yeah, so the first half of the minute is the 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 end end of Gotta Go go My Own Way. And then we cut to Troy's house. The Bolton household returns. But but yeah, let's, let's wrap up Gotta Go My Own Way here. So we see the van pull up. Any guesses of who's driving? <laughs> it's got to be her mom, right? Is it her mom? Is it Kelsey? Is it Martha oh. Taylor? Like, is it one of one of the other workers and they're like driving home together? It's carpooling. I've I don't never considered so. this. <laughs> Cause it's a, it's like a, we, we, we're thinking that it's a Chrysler van. Yeah. It's an old, like mid two thousands van. Yeah. It's a, it's a minivan. And I feel like, I don't know. But if Martha used to babysit, she would definitely have like borrowed her parents' van. I imagine Martha's like one of like four kids. <laughs> I feel like Kelsey gives me minivan family vibes though. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm seeing I'm seeing Gabriella and her mom as minivan people because they're constantly like moving and they constantly have to pack up all their stuff in the van. She works for some company and I feel like she would have a company car. Sometimes oh. I don't know, but maybe it'd be nicer if it was a company car. Yeah. I feel like company cars tend to be like little sedans. Well, she drives the company car when she's on company time. When she's picking up Gabriella, it's just the van. But then having to move with two cars. Yeah. Unless she each location she moves to, she gets a new company car. <laughs> we're, we're reading a lot into this. I think we should just assume <laughs> that it's Gabriella's mom because... I don't know. I thought that was the most obvious answer and really the only one that made sense until Kondra started throwing in some other names. And now now we've gone down this company car route and I'm like, oh, it's obviously not the mom. Well, I guess it was Chad who was saving up for a car, but no one one else specifically said that they were saving up for a car and then Mm -hmm. therefore would not have a car. And it especially, we've wondered this entire movie how they're getting there because it's clearly (laughs) not near Albuquerque. Based so yeah, maybe the, the carpooling is, yeah. yeah. But it seems like they would all have slightly different schedules because some of them work in the kitchen. Taylor does Taylor stuff and Gabriella is a lifeguard. But we still see them all like eating breakfast together in the morning and yeah, kind of like Taylor there? was like, I'll leave with you at the same time before Huma Humu. Are they just there from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day? Could be. They're making a lot of money. 
Well, no. Fulton's very strict on the when they clock in and out. So you think they just work their eight hours and then hang out for four hours? <laughs> yeah, this like, well, the the van home doesn't leave till eight, so I guess I'm just here. I feel like carpooling would make sense. Like we don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> no. Well, other than we do see the license plate on this car, which is PK one. 459 and it is a New Mexico plate so at least that was one detail they kept correct despite it being filmed <laughs> in Utah we actually do see that it's a New Mexico plate which was like hey we finally we got one thing <laughs> good job prop department <laughs> you got one um, um i couldn't find any significance of the license plate though um it's not like it's a pixar well but... what we should do is look it up in the New Mexico license plate registry and see if mm-hmm. anyone has that license plate and if not, we move to New Mexico, get custom plates, and get it to match them. <laughs> <laughs> we have the van from High School Musical too. <laughs> the van of indeterminate ownership. I like how Gabrielle is still trying to lip sync, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, she keeps so turning funny. around. And she's still, she's keeping on. She's like, I'm not giving up this illusion. I'm still singing. Committing to the bit, Contra. The song is fading out. Like, Sometimes she's facing away and you're like, okay, they've given up the pretense of her lip syncing. And then she'll turn around and she'll be like, still lip syncing. <laughs> Why are you doing this? She stops for the, I gotta go long pause my own way. <laughs> and I appreciate that that's the one she does not lip sync. Cause that one would have looked absurd. <laughs> okay. Other point. She gets in the front seat. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> If she was carpooling, like if Martha was driving, Taylor would be in the front seat. Like, not necessarily. If it was a carpool situation, rotate. she'd be getting in the back, is what I'm saying. Well, they could rotate. All right. We're talking about Taylor, Martha, Kelsey, and Gabriella. They definitely organize who sits where on the trip. Yeah. And if you're last on the if you're last in the van, you get you get stuck if, in the back. If it's Gabriella's turn to sit in the front, those girls are not going to. Or maybe she's like me and she gets very motion sick very easily. And every one of her friends are very kind and let her sit in the front. <laughs> also would have just really killed the vibe if she like ran to the car and then had to open a oh. mini <laughs> Just kills the scene. Well, no, the opening would be fine. It's the closing. <laughs> like we have to reach out and go whoop. Unless it's one of those with like the automatic door thing and she <laughs> push it away. Slowly closes. <laughs> and then we can see her lip syncing one last line as the door slowly closes over her face. The pause and then the door, you can't see her face anymore and it says my own way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the big reveal of this minute. The big reveal. We go back to Troy and he looks down and in his hand... The necklace. We have not seen the necklace since their first interaction at the very beginning of this song. From the locker room on, she is not wearing the necklace. He is in Troy. He is in Troy. (laughs) Eagle-eyed viewers would have seen this coming if you were paying close attention to Gabriella's wardrobe. But yeah. So this is the indicator that we were saying of like, okay, this is clearly the breakup this is the returning the class ring equivalent, you know, mm-hmm. Greece, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This being Greece six. 
four, five. What are we? Where are we? This would be Greece four. Four? Yeah. Greece four. Amanda, right. does the necklace hold emotional resonance for you or? Um, I think the necklace is awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. I'm like, who would actually want to wear this? Like, this is definitely something that was picked out by a 17-year-old boy or his girlfriend. And like, <laughs> yeah, she definitely wants to wear this very large initial. It's not even like, like, well, I guess because it's a movie and they need to make it really clear like what it is. But like, <laughs> it's one thing if it's like a little pendant with like an engraving on the pendant and it's like a normal necklace. But this is just like, like when she is wearing it earlier in that scene, it's just so large and obvious because it's so big yeah or if it was like a single color like if the chain was gold and the t was gold just like a flat not even like shiny just more like a matte Mm -hmm. gold and then that nice little red stone right in the corner that hangs (laughs) off (laughs) yeah the fact that it's like multicolored is a lot also like when she gives it back to him what is he supposed to do with it like wear it himself (laughs) <laughs> T is in Troy. He needs to know his own name now that he's so emotionally distraught mm-hmm. that he needs to wear it. I mean, I guess that's a question. I I've never been in a relationship, so I don't know the whole giving back the items. Like, what's the point of that? I, I get I get it if it's like clothes that you keep at the other person's house because, like, yeah, those are your clothes and you need them back. But like, here's this sentimental teddy bear or like a CD you gifted me. I don't like. What's the it depends point? on it depends on the emotional resonance of the thing itself like if it's just like a shirt that they gave you you're like yeah this is a shirt that's just like in my rotation now i'm gonna keep it but if it's like a ring or a necklace and you're like yeah i'm, I'm done with that is there like a value component is there a what a value component like oh they can ver- they can't return it they can, can they pawn it, it? <laughs> I guess like like you were saying, if it was like a class ring, it's like, well, obviously you have that back. But like, I guess that's my thing is I'm like, what is he supposed to do with this like $16 necklace that he definitely bought at like Claire's? Like <laughs> give it to Sharpay? I don't know. Like <laughs> Sharpay would lose her mind. Would Sharpay even wear it though? No. Right, exactly. She wouldn't, but she'd still lose her mind. Does Sharpay like like the girl in Hey Arnold have like a shrine to Troy, like in the back of her closet. Helga, right? Helga Pataki, yeah. Um, hmm. That was weird in Hey Arnold, like, how she was like mean that, to him, but also in love with him. Yeah. It was that like, it's that awful trope of like, oh, someone likes you because they're mean to you. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. Or we should um, make it so it's not how that works. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some people express affection through like gentle ribbing, but yes. But like she was like a physical bully. <laughs> but yes, the the whole thing was like, oh, the only reason they're mean to you is because they secretly like you. Yes, that's certainly a trope that's gone too far. <laughs> Where were we? Tia's and Troy. Does does yeah, Sharpay have a, a, a Troy shrine? shrine? Definitely. I don't think so. I think she has a herself shrine. (laughs) (laughs) If she's going to take up space in her closet for things that are not costumes, it's going to be a shrine to herself. (laughs) Um, You don't think she has like a, like a homemade collaged 
like dream board or inspiration. That's different than a shrine. <laughs> well, it's part of the shrine. <laughs> but like, it's I'm like just essential. imagining the bubble gum that Helga like steals oh. from the trash can that Arnold throws away and then she like kisses the old gum. And I'm just like, I hate that so much. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine Sharpay doing something like that. Like taking but... hair clippings or... <laughs> old gut like literally that's what helga did to be fair okay so helga uses a football for arnold's head sharpe <laughs> definitely has a basketball for troy's head <laughs> i bet it has superb makeup though like <laughs> she she did his makeup deftly on that basketball okay so quick shout out to zach efron's upset face when he sees that he's holding the necklace but transition speaking of shrines to troy troy's room hold on hold on hold on i got what i got like two more things about the the song okay one we know the necklace handoff is at the very very end because troy puts his left hand up on gabriella's face and he reveals the necklace in his left hand so it's like she's literally walking away and like sliding it out into his palm <laughs> or did, was it like a close-up magic trick where it's like I, you didn't even realize i took off your necklace <laughs> <laughs> well no she wasn't wearing the necklace before so she was just like waiting for the right moment she like dug into her pocket real fast slid it and was like bye <laughs> <laughs> um and then troy's sad walk away they like zoom out and he's walking by like these shrubs and just like looking sad i'm like oh boy it looks like he wants to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> vomit in the shrubs. Perfect. He'll, he won't get an infraction for that. Also, if this is Gabriella quitting, how, who knows? <laughs> who knows that she just quit? Yeah, what happened to two weeks notice? Sharpay doesn't count as a, as, as a employee supervisor that can receive notice of of quitting now you're gonna need that other guy from earlier in the movie right before fabulous to go back to lifeguarding even though he got promoted mm-hmm. javier <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah i feel like fulton and Sharpay. it's like you know sometimes a person leaves a job and you're like yeah we've been ready for you to go like we don't need the two weeks notice you can mm-hmm. just go and then sometimes it's like no we need to find someone to replace you <laughs> I mean, you would think, though, that, like, being short-staffed lifeguards would be bad. Yeah. They have to stay outside longer and or close the pool. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, like, nurses where it's, like, it's easier if you just have them on slightly longer shifts because the, the interchange is the more dangerous part. Mm. That's irrelevant. I, I think it's probably good to have a, a, a bounty of lifeguards. <laughs> <laughs> A bounty of lifeguards coming to, to, to Hallmark this Pool summer. sides near you. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a fade out into the Bolton household. We, we see the Bolton household's exterior. Yeah, you get your exterior establishing shot and then cut to the interior of Troy Troy's room. Is this the first time we see the Bolton household? Well, we were in the kitchen earlier. Yeah, we've seen the inside before, but I think the outside, this is the first Remember when they I've put the basketball it. in the sink? <laughs> and then in the last movie, he's doing right. those emotional shots in the back in the backyard or what we assume yeah. is the backyard. I did just check, uh, like, because I do rigorous research, obviously. Um, okay. I couldn't remember that they, them showing like the facade of the house in the first movie, but I knew, I knew that it would be in the third movie. 
So I went and checked and it is the same house, like at least the front part of it. Like they only show about half of the front in this mm-hmm. one. And then in the third one, they show like the other half of the front of the house. If that makes nice. sense. But it, it's got that, that distinct like curved roof. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I went and checked and yeah. I like how you use the word facade and you used it correctly. It's just like the, the front side of a building is a facade, but also mm-hmm. like the, the other connotation of facade, which is, which is implying that it's fake, which I guess okay. for the movie's purpose could be true, but I like that it's like blazing saddles fake where it's like, they just set like made a prop of the front of the house. <laughs> no, I, I, I did think about that when I was saying the word facade, I was like, am I using this right? Cause I rarely use it to talk about like the actual front of a building. But I think for that reason, like that's why I went and looked for it in the third movie, because I was like, what is the likelihood that they actually just like have the same house on like available to them? Right. Or is it just like the front of a house? And in this one, like it could have just been any house that they just like took a still of and, and like included it. Cause there's nothing specific to it. And they just get permission from that person. But in the third movie, there's like people in front of the house in this scene. So you're like, no, this actually had to be part of the set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still don't know the logistics of like how they made that happen, but I I'm, sure, I'm sure Disney has the resources to film at a house. They own like community houses, like, you know, like 55 plus like housing communities where it's just like a couple blocks of an of area that are like all owned by a company. Disney mm-hmm. actually owns a few of those, not for, 50, well, not all of them are 55 plus, but um, it out West, I think it's in Nevada though. So. Oh, was but. this when they were trying to just like make specialty housing for people who love Disney? That yeah. was weird though. Yeah. Super weird. All right. Let's talk about what's in Troy's room. Uh, Obviously we have lots of just like gen- generic basketball decorations. His Jersey framed on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, another photo of like, just like his team photo, like holding a basketball, like not, not a team photo, but like, you know, like a basketball photo shoot, like school pictures, but for the sport. mm -hmm. When you have your individual varsity shots. Yeah. (laughs) Just like him holding a basketball. So just a picture of himself. He's got a couple of pictures of either Gabriella on her own. He's got a picture of just Gabriella on his nightstand and then near his door, there's a picture of him and Gabriella. Yeah, that looks like to be it's from the Breaking Free. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely Breaking Free. He's also got East High Penance above his bed. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. two desks. That's what I was trying to figure out too cuz it looks like there's a desk right where his jersey is, but then also there's like a corkboard situation by the door. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a desk. Well, there's also like it looks like there's two desks right next to each other. Like, cause there's that oh, one under his Jersey and then there's one under the bookshelf. They kind of built into the bookshelf. Yeah. No the riveting I think so. stuff we're talking about here. Oh, maybe that's a side table. Yeah. And then bureaus behind it. Um, yeah. But I just like that. He has just like fat heads of basketballs. It feels like a, a movie set bedroom well, well, that's his room is just unbelievably large and has these giant french doors and like in both his and gabriella's bedrooms definitely feel like a master bedroom that they just like pretending is an average teenager's bedroom yeah <laughs> um in the green room we were talking about the l- continuing issue of these movies in that we have no sense of where anything is because <laughs> um jack knocks on the door with a giant plate of meat 
Yeah. And we're also unclear on what kind of meat it is. Cause it looks like he has like four giant, like ribeye steaks ready to go. Or just like racks of ribs, like four giant racks of ribs. But it, for it to make sense that Jack is just walking into his room with a large plate of meat, you'd assume he's on the ground floor, but then we see these French door things and it's like, is he on the second floor bedroom? Hold on, hold on. I'm still confused with this line of logic. Okay. So Jack (laughs) Bolton comes upstairs and like, Hey buddy, you're usually getting these right off the grill. Like he's trying to give his son dinner basically. And I, but like you don't what's this logic meat? of like you don't bring the food upstairs? Like there's the, because he's just there's no the plate. Yeah, it's, there's no plate for him to eat off of. Is <laughs> Troy just gonna go nom 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 with his hands? But he's bringing it up to show him, <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, bud, you know this food that you love? Look at it. Doesn't it look delicious? Come but eat you some. Bring it on a plate. <laughs> yeah, you take like it a off serving. a tray and you put it a portion on a plate because he's not going to eat all four of whatever those giant pieces of meat are. I don't think he's trying to bring it up to him to eat in the bedroom. He's trying to like get him to come downstairs. Maybe, but I feel like you could do that by just being like, get down here and eat. Like, yeah, like you don't need to bring the, the, <laughs> the meat up with you if that's the case. Like Jack's commenting, you've barely left the room in the last three or four days. Like, does that mean he's missed work shifts? I don't, I think, I think that just means like when he gets home from work, he goes right to his room. And sadly tosses his basketball into bed. <laughs> well, cause he's eating all his meals at the club. The club. Which also would like, then why is he bringing, like, if he knows yeah. he's getting fed at the club, why is he bringing up large amounts of meat? Although he is a teenage boy. I, yeah. They have been known to eat multiple meals in one city. <laughs> My so, last comment on the plate of meat is just that, like, typically you want the meat to, like, rest after you take it off the grill and you, like, cover it with some foil or something. He's just, like, bringing it up there, right there. And I just, I think that he should cover also, it with some foil. You're also risking, like, if you like lose balance on the plate, you get juices like spilling out on the carpet. That's not going to come out. Meat. <laughs> this is exactly why I don't think that it makes sense for him to be carrying this plate up to the second floor. But I also don't think it makes sense to give your teenage boy a bedroom with French doors on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking for them to sneak out. But Troy's a trustworthy guy. What about trust? What about trust? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Jack comments about like, hey, you barely left your room. Why don't we call the guys and get a game going? And Troy's like, they wouldn't even come if I called. He's so <laughs> dramatic. He's like, um, I'm just so angry all the time. Like he gives such strong Harry Potter in the order of like Harry Potter from five vibes. <laughs> or he's that just very dramatic. <laughs> he's sad and dramatic. I don't, but it's not, it's not ridiculous. No, like he's not acting in a ridiculous way. It seems very normal. Like he's just throwing the ball up and down and he's a little bummed. Well, we don't know how distraught he, like, has he tried shooting a basketball and just can't make any shots? Is that why he's just lying in bed because he just can't make any shots right now? And it would be horrific to see him try and practice based on his I think we're going to find that out, Condra. Well, well, I mean, I, think, I know that. <laughs> I think he's probably he's probably feeling a, a level of depression that is like physically affecting his body, and so he just like doesn't have the energy to to like run around like he normally would. 
does Jack know that he and Gabriella broke up? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> he wouldn't even tell he wouldn't even tell his dad that they got together. <laughs> Jack would be ecstatic if we found out. Troy's like withholding it because he's like, no way am I telling my dad that he was I mean not again right, but it was the most <laughs> unclear breakup. <laughs> And he still has her photo on his nightstand. Yeah, Yeah, you get a little bit of a mourning period. I do like the idea of Jack being super excited that he broke up with Gabrielle. It's like, yes, now more time with the boys. I just realized something. Does Gotta Go My Own Way, is that a potential breakup song? (laughs) And that joke was only for Amanda. Now all he wants is just this necklace back. Did you get that? Let me repeat that. <laughs> My neck was back. <laughs> Allie and AJ, go check it out, folks. Classic, classic mid-2000s bop. They do, um, one of their songs makes an appearance in the third movie, so. Ooh. Wow. Not out of reach that they exist in this universe. <laughs> so Troy asks his father, do I seem different to you these days? And Jack responds, you dress better. (laughs) (laughs) Great dad response. Mm -hmm. Very TV dad response. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of dad thing where it's like, okay, he's going to answer this question seriously in a second, but like, first off, he's going to ease the tension with a little bit of a jokey answer, but it's also sincere. Especially where Jack was just like, I find that hard to believe that the boys wouldn't, wouldn't hang out with you. Like maybe Jack doesn't realize the severity of the situation. I was thinking about in the Incredibles at the end where Tony Ridinger is asking out Violet. He's like, you seem different. And she's like, I feel different. Is different good? The difference great. (laughs) I like movies. I'll buy the popcorn. (laughs) And then they totally do a face redo for him in the next one. Um, uh, I love that okay, movie. But anyway, yeah. Um, Troy's worried that like he like that he has become another person. Um that Gabriella so, was right. Yeah. I mean, that's good that he's like looking around and he's like, well, if Gabriella says it, and also all of my friends say it, it might have some weight to it. Yeah. Just for like it to take. Gabriella breaking up with him for him to start like it's like I get it Troy you've been stressed college is stressful but I mean it's it's hard when you're going through like really intense mental stuff (laughs) and like you come out on the other end you're like I feel different and I don't know if the different me is better like I knew I know the person I thought I was And I don't know if that's who I am anymore. And if you're not happy with the person that you've become, it can be, it can take a huge mental toll. Have you guys had an overarching conversation about like the choices that he had? Because this is kind of like the, the culmination of all of those choices, like resulting in him being like, am I a different person? But like, have you talked at all about whether or not his choices are like justified? Like, is any, and is anything that he's doing, you guys are like, no, his friends are being jerks right now. Like, obviously he should be like prioritizing his future. We have, um, we definitely talk about this probably like every other week where we're like, this isn't unreasonable. It's just teenage brains being goop. 
that like <laughs> I and I say that very sincerely because I've actually done like part of my job now is like finding out how teenage brains work so I can best help them and like it's like a caterpillar process where your your brain just kind of reforms itself during your teenage years and like for Troy to be so changing and stuff like that's part of the 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 teenage process and we talk a lot about like it's just a couple sentences that are not said between people that are making this situation so intense and it's mm-hmm. very it can get very frustrating because we're like no one's wrong here because everyone is doing stuff wrong <laughs> um but yeah Tyler I guess if you want to comment on this like the the justification here but like we there have been two decisions that Troy has made one, go to a basketball workout with the college guys that was at the same time as when you were supposed to just casually play basketball with your friends. Seems weird that they were mad at him about that. Two, take the promotion that was being handed to you on a silver platter. And granted, among that, he was a little rude to Chad when he wanted cheese on his burger yeah swiss i think um and he didn't like he didn't actively give credit to his teammates when he was like schmoozing the the scouts and the the other basketball players but like yeah the movie sets it out like it's a series of like bad decisions that troy has made but in many cases like it's been positive decisions that he's been making for himself and it's not and this isn't sorry to bother you either like he's not crossing a picket line or like you know he's not doing things that are actively bad for the world like he's a teenage boy who like got a slightly better paying job i know i know everyone in the world has seen sorry to bother you so that's a great universal reference but we keep having this issue where Troy is the main character of this movie, but they keep setting him up to be the bad guy, but they're not committing to him being the bad guy because he's the protagonist. (laughs) And like, you're supposed to like Troy, but then understand where he's coming from and where his friends are coming from. And I'm like, this is very complicated for a seven-year-old to be watching. Amanda, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, I guess I don't have a problem with him. Like you said, like these main points being that like, he's getting a better job. And like, he's thinking about his future and taking advantage of these like networking opportunities. Like, but I think the like more complicated part is like what his, and I think Contra's right of like you, there's this, these like couple of bridging communications that like need to happen in order for this to be like smoothed over. And they're just like not happening. Right. Where he's like simultaneously doing the whole, like being a jerk to Chad about getting Swiss on his burger, like, or like not. Um, if he had said thank you, like three more times over the exactly. course of this movie, like he would have been fine. Right. Or stopped with the like face acting and just apologize to people instead of just like giving them these faces. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, then it would be like a lot better. Cause like, they, yeah, he should be like, and I guess that's what's like the conflict between him and Gabriella is like, I feel like maybe we just don't get those pieces of the dialogue, but should have been a lot more focused on that. Like, well, you want to focus on like getting into college. And so there are certain things that like you're going to do that, like, and things that I expect you to prioritize that wouldn't necessarily be things that I would prioritize, i.e. studying in school. And I like, I'm not going to get into school that way. So I have to prioritize my like 
path to college in these other ways. And they may not necessarily align with the timeline that you, right? Like if you're studying for school all the time, then the summer is your time off and the time that you want to like hang out and have fun. But like, that doesn't necessarily align with my schedule. And like, it's just like a simple communication thing. It's logistics. But I think that she would understand the like value basis behind that. A hundred percent. And that's what kept bothering me. Like 20, <laughs> we had a really long thing a, a while back where I was just like, if he just said to Gabriella, this is how I get to college. She'd have gotten it. Mm-hmm. It'd have been fine. Perfect. Beautiful. Love it. But no. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, do you have anything else to kind of give in terms of thoughts about this movie as a whole? Because we're going to move on to our decom of the week segment. I'm just very excited for you all to explore the existential crisis that's about to come. <laughs> I'm so excited. It starts with, do I seem different to you this summer? <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is a callback to um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I know. I was thinking that too, Ty. The nature of being a wild animal, a wild cat. <laughs> As it were. Anyway, Sandra, um, you all set? Yeah. Just want to make sure Amanda doesn't have any other final thoughts. Nope. Okay. Okay. So for this Decom of the Week segment, we're playing the title game, wherein I have a long list of titles that may or may not be a Decom title. A, a title of a real Disney Channel original movie. So among this list, there is one title of a Disney Channel original movie. The rest are titles of previous episodes of the Amateur Nerds podcast, whether they be <laughs> analyzing High School Musical or Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, no. Question, who usually sets the titles of these episodes? Uh, whoever whoever's editing so for a while it was just tyler i did not edit any of fantastic mr fox and then starting with dr horrible we took turns okay um and so then the titles of the episodes that we make are always just some phrase that was uttered during the course of that episode here we go here's the list handsome fight never trust a business partner the rules of drama club a choice imbued with malice. I'm just a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Only losers miss shots. Brains in jars. Wish for a genie. Rip girls. Rising down from the floor. Back to normal. The pink of blues. Listen to your mother. Give teens a chance. Werewolves of the sea. Dance party. Alone, hungry, wild running on a dream or the scenic route so we have such a long list yeah so we can now have him read them one at a time and we can give our thoughts of whether or not they would be okay i mean i already know what the answer is okay i don't (laughs) (laughs) because i since starting this show i have gotten lime and my brain is not as good as it used to be so i I don't know the answer I would love to go through these one at a time and maybe fill in some context for what these are. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I recognize some of them, so, um, but not all of them. Handsome fight. I do remember this one. Um, <laughs> this was a high school musical one. All right. Never trust a business partner. Pretty sure that was fantastic, Mr. Fox. The rules of drama club. Definitely high school That's musical. A choice imbued with malice. I know that's one of ours because I say nonsense <laughs> like that, but I don't know which movie that's from. <laughs> Why would it become just the word imbued? <laughs> or malice? 
<laughs> I'm just a 12 year old boy. <laughs> That's definitely one of ours. Only losers miss shots. That's us as well. That's High School Musical. <laughs> brains in jars. That's us as well. I do remember talking about brains in jars. And very early on in High School Musical, when I was talking about like that philosophy thing that like we're just brains in jars <laughs> and reality does isn't real. I don't know what it's called. Wish for a genie. See that one. I don't know which episode that could have been in, but also we go on such hard tangents. <laughs> I'm going to pin that one. Okay. Rip girls. See, the way you're saying it makes it sound like something I would have said, but Rip Girls could also be like a surfing movie, which we don't, we, I do know there are some surfing decom movies. So pin that one. Is it, is it Rip as in like RIP? Like, like RIP. Capital RIP or lowercase RIP. That's up for you to decide. Rising down from the floor. That's too convoluted to be a decom. <laughs> that, that was, yeah, that was something stupid that Condra said once that I picked on her for. <laughs> um, back to normal. I feel like that's us, but it could be a decom, but I feel like it's not a decom. The pink of blues. That's us, because that's too weird. <laughs> Listen to your mother. That's us as well. Give teens a chance. That's us. I remember that. <laughs> Werewolves of the sea. That's us. That was because of our decom. <laughs> Dance party. See, now that one. It's vague enough to be a decom, but it's too <laughs> basic to be a decom, if that makes sense. So I think that's us. Alone, hungry, wild. Now that. <laughs> that can so, be good. De- <laughs> so good. It's so good. I want to give ourselves credit for that because it's so good, but I can't. That's got to be us. That's too dumb to be (laughs) (laughs) running on a dream. That's us. That would be a good one, though. And uh, the scenic route. eh. I feel like that was us during Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, that's like the second episode of. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So So I pinned with Wish for a Genie and Rip Girls. I think it's Rip Girls. I'm probably wrong. Yeah, it is a surf movie. Yes, it's Rip Girls. Yes! <laughs> I finally won this game! This is my first time getting it. <laughs> it almost tripped me up because they were so... I didn't expect your list to be so long. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm laughing through them because they're hilarious titles. And then all of a sudden, I heard that one, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the real one. But <laughs> Yeah, I just liked it because it... As you guys pointed out, it does sound like we're just saying rest in peace, girls. <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of myself. I've actually written the list for this too, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did Panic at the Disco, <laughs> which was fun. Tyler got it. I'm that was lucky, though. I, that was luck. And that but- was. You were down to two, so... And what I'll say about this list is it was funny because once we broke it down, it was very easy to figure out like, no, that's not, that's definitely not a, like they all could be decom titles, yeah. but if you think about it, they're not. Wow. So that was fun. Thank you for playing, Amanda. That was really fun. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm excited to write another batch from scratch. Oh, soon. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. Anyway. But until then, Amanda, is there anything you want to give a little shout out to? 
I want to give a shout out to women's sports. I think they should be on TV more than they currently are. Um, tonight, I will be watching the U.S. women's national team. Uh, people probably won't listen to this until after they've already played Colombia. Um, but they're playing Colombia again. And then they're playing in this um, tournament. And they're going to play Mexico and Haiti and some other teams. Um, all in preparation for the World Cup, which is next year. Um, there's also the WNBA going on for people who are like basketball's over. Um, no, it's not men's basketball's over. Um, women's basketball out in full force. Um, it's a lot of fun. So that's what I would like to plug. Watch women's sports, put them on TV. Here, here. And I guess we'll we'll be less cool and just plug our social media. You can find us on the Twitter at amateur nerds. And me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-A-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Do you have a team in particular that you tend to root for for like women's basketball or what's the team in Connecticut? Um, there is a Connecticut team. I think it's the Mystic. That sounds like, right. Yeah. They play at Mohegan, I think, Condra. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I love the Las Vegas Aces. Um, <gasps> they were formerly um the San Antonio Silver Stars, um, but they moved to Las Vegas and their head coach is Becky Hammond. <gasps> um, I know. Yes. <laughs> the audible so- guest. Becky Hammond, um, worthy of such an audible guest. She's incredible. She's a former WNBA player. Um, when she retired, she became one of the first female assistant coaches in the NBA. Um, and then the first um, acting head coach in the NBA, female acting head coach in the NBA um, for the San Antonio Spurs. And mm-hmm. now she has her own team, um, Las Vegas Aces, and they are doing really well, except for last week, they had a little minor blip, but we don't like to talk about that. So um, <laughs> other than that, um, go Aces. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Just so people know where to start with. Yeah. 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 And it's a good time. I mean, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of title nine. Um, mm-hmm. So there's some great documentaries about that. Um, yep. that I highly recommend. Billie and Jean King Billie is Jean. like touring right now to talk yeah. about it. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I always feel like the U S women's national team for soccer is like a good way for people to get into it. Cause mm. everybody can cheer for the U S you know, mm-hmm. it's a fun time. Well, you can cheer for the U S soccer team. <laughs> Yeah, well, that <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we love our country. Yeah, it's a great place, great place <laughs> for women, definitely. <laughs> so you can send us an email to share your favorite women's teams at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, Condra stole my couch joke, but yes, I was gonna say, yeah, email us your favorite woman. <laughs> Why not? Love to hear about <laughs> all of the amazing women, you know. Uh, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I have been Tyler. I've been Amanda. And we'll see you next time to find go. out Sorry. what happens with Troy's emotional state. You can bet on it. Literally.